Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. He konae purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. We may complain about the modest size and budgets of many of the films currently on offer, but one thing we can't complain about, and that's the number. The cinemas continue to find a surprising array of movies from around the world. The biggest challenge, in Wellington at any rate, is tracking them down. The cinemas in the capital may not be few, but they're definitely far between. This is your test. Every path you have trod through wilderness, through war, has led to this road. I have two local cinemas, one down the road from here, the other up the hill. They're pretty good usually, but they can't cover everything. So sometimes you find yourself on the long roads up the coast, into the valley or over the hills. And if you're going that far, it'd better be worth it. I'm very smart. I'm smarter than all of you. Breaking news. Are the bushy-tailed bandits back in action? This is our moment, sweetie. Defender of Sanctuary City. Wombat! Wombat! Sadly, I couldn't quite muster the necessary enthusiasm to see something called Combat Wombat, despite the name. But picking winners is by no means an exact science, which is why I was delighted to strike it lucky not once, not twice, but three times. Is this a style? I was going for rat's tails. You look like a different person. What have you done with my daughter? I killed her. I so nearly missed Australian film Baby Teeth, which was hiding way out in Upper Hutt this week. But someone tipped me off, and they were right. It's one of the best films I've seen this year. Meanwhile, closer to home, I mean, closer to my home, was a preview of a Czech film called Charlatan. I used to like Czech films back in the day, and I have huge respect for veteran director Agnieszka Holland. Worth a crack, I thought, and I was proved more right than I knew. And I was also taken by a Kiwi genre picture called Reunion, normally not my sort of thing at all. I'm saying, Kara, don't torture yourself. What's done is done. Stop talking about dark stuff. But it's that rare thing, a New Zealand film that depends heavily on good acting. In this case, Englishwoman Julia Ormond and young star Emma Draper. I talk with Emma later in the show. And speaking of acting, the performances in Australian comedy drama Baby Teeth are dazzling. I have no idea what you're feeling. I can't feel anything because I can't breathe because you take up all the air. I think something in you has changed. 
Baby Teeth opens on a schoolgirl, Miller, standing on a railway station platform. She seems distracted. There's certainly something on her mind. Suddenly, she's accosted by Moses, older, badly tattooed, obviously on the hustle. So why does Miller give Moses the time of day? Hey, um, I've just been kicked out of my house. I'm trying to put some money together. I hate to ask you, you just seem like a really nice person. How much? I've only got 50. 50? That's too much. I can't. If I give you 50, you have to do something for me. He gives her a haircut as it happens, though it's clear he's bad news. Even his mother won't have anything to do with him now. Which may be why, a few days later, he breaks into Miller's house. Miller, don't come in here. Go back to your room. Now. Moses? Are you ripping us off? Oh, this is so bad. Oh, God. He was in the kitchen. Have you called the police? No! Miller's parents are already under stress without having to take on somebody else's problems. Anna, Essie Davis of the Miss Fisher TV series, is permanently on pills, unwisely prescribed by her psychiatrist husband, Henry, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Miller, he threatened me with a meat prong. You threatened my wife with a meat prong? I don't want to hide it. So don't. Moses! Henry, Henry! Miller should have the world at her feet right now. They're particularly anxious to protect Miller from someone like Moses because, didn't I mention this, the reason Miller was so distracted at the start of the film was that she'd just been diagnosed with cancer. And now she's undergoing chemo. Oh, God. I lost my hair. It looks cool. It's like way better than the one that I gave you. No. <laughs> I'll do anything. Can he please stay? On the basis of this no-frills account, I can imagine many of you already glancing at the exit sign. The reason it's so much better than it sounds is entirely down to a smart script, well-directed and played, especially by young Eliza Scanlon as Miller. Will you come to my school formal? Do you have to wear a suit? I don't think so. I'd like to wear one. You may remember Eliza as another plucky invalid, Beth, in Greta Gerwig's recent Little Women. But where Beth was calm and saintly, Miller is chaotic, funny and often infuriating. She certainly infuriates her violin teacher. I'm lifting the wings. When you play this with focus, it can make the heart so peak. When you do bird calls, it's so stupid. But none of the four lead characters is quite what you think. Moses, played by Toby Wallace, may be a teenage girl's idealised bad boy. But there's a reason he's been shunned by his family, and Miller's going to find out why soon enough. When I met you, it was like you weren't scared of anything. I don't think the world would be this big or weird if we become obsessed with functionality. She's going to be okay. Meanwhile, Ben Mendelsohn, a former real-life bad boy himself back in the day, is the troubled heart of Baby Teeth as Henry. Henry's answer to his family's problems is too often to just prescribe more pills. He bends over backwards to protect his daughter from Moses until he realises Miller might actually know better. How old are you, Moses? I'm 20. 16. Twenty. I'm 23. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> you make a habit of befriending girls that are significantly younger than yourself. Oh, my God! 
And Essie Davis as the self-centred mother permanently on the verge of another nervous breakdown, maybe the best of them all. She and Eliza Scanlon strike sparks off each other as mother and daughter, half the time driving each other crazy, the other half in each other's arms. You know what's obsessed with that boy? She's a smart girl. You are? That boy has problems! So do I! What are you looking at? If I had to do the old Hollywood trick of describing a movie in terms of other ones, Baby Teeth reminded me of two personal favourites. Another Greta Gerwig film, Lady Bird, and that indie gem, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. But it's its own thing too, with heart, great jokes and a dynamite music soundtrack. Falling asleep, very sweet in the passenger seat. I am a fuel so we could get something to eat. Baby Teeth was written and directed by a brand new Australian team, screenwriter Rita Kalnajes and director Shannon Murphy. It's cruel timing that such a brilliant first calling card should be prevented by a pandemic from being immediately followed up by another film. But they're both young and time's very much on their side. So until then, chase up this film if it's showing anywhere near you. And no spoilers, but you might want to take a few tissues with you. Oh, that'll do. <laughs> this is the worst possible parenting I can imagine. When you see the trailer for a middle European film called Charlatan, you could be forgiven for assuming it's some sort of expose of a fraudulent doctor ripping off the poor and desperate in Cold War Czechoslovakia. It certainly opens on a seemingly endless queue of people all clutching jars of urine. Syn zahradníka Mikuláška z Rokycan. Vím, že mám dar. Uzdravil jsem sestře nohu. But Jan Mikolášek makes no claims to be a doctor. He simply seems to have a gift as a healer. He inspects the jars, makes a quick diagnosis and prescribes natural remedies, herbs, soil, tree bark and so on. So is he a real-life miracle worker or merely a charlatan, a convincing con man? In the opinion of the communist government of 1950s Czechoslovakia, there's no question. There's certainly no room for semi-mystical miracle workers in the new People's Republic. But Jan has been falling foul of the authorities ever since he first discovered his so-called gift. When his sister was diagnosed with an incurable leg ailment, the doctors wanted to amputate the leg. But the young Jan looked up alternative treatments, applied a collection of leaves and mud, and to everyone's shock, the sister got better. (laughs) 
Jan goes to study under a famous woman healer and becomes hugely successful himself. His cure rate is remarkable, not always permanent, but enough to convince many sceptics. Indeed, his client list ends up including some of the most important names in the land. Patient Emerkli. Stimmt. But his teacher has already warned him about the dangers of being too successful. Don't do miracles, she tells him. People won't forgive you. You're damned when you fail, and you're also damned if you succeed too often. The police are determined to bring the charlatan down. After all, he has to be a crook. The man who can cure by simply laying on hands defies science. Jan is arrested more than once, but each time his influential friends in high places are there to protect him. However, there's one accusation Jan can't protect himself against in the buttoned-up 50s. He's gay and is conducting a barely-hidden affair with his younger colleague, František Palko. And suddenly, the one-time miracle man's friends are nowhere to be seen when he's arrested. And to fringe. You presume, with a film called Charlatan, that director Agnieszka Holland's sympathies will be on the side of science and the law. Jan's hocus-pocus is clearly fraudulent, and the truth should prevail, no matter that it's wielded by the unappealing long arm of the Czech secret police. But two things obstruct this easy summary. First, Jan Mikolaszek was an actual person with an impressive success rate among tens of thousands of patients. And second, director Holland and her writer Marek Epstein are far more interested in the sexual politics of the time rather than the pros and cons of natural healing. František Jak jste se seznámili? Můžeme vám ponuknout absolutnou lojalitu. Jan seemed to live in a permanent state of denial. Even the idea of being gay was unthinkable for a man who saw himself as a powerful man of science. His relationship with his partner Palco, his obsession with healing, which became a sort of mania, all contribute to a complex and fascinating character. <laughs> Charlatan is engrossing, right up to the ambiguous killer final shot. And it's a reminder of just how good director Agnieszka Holland is. She mostly works in high-end TV these days, which is why it's a gift to see one of her films at an actual cinema and to be enjoyably taken down the garden path by a movie trailer. (laughs) 
This has been a great year for New Zealand film and TV drama, but most of the projects have been big cast comedies or crime shows. No offence, but lots of characters often mean light and not too deep. There have been very few projects that allow a small cast to really get their teeth into their parts. Until now. I remember what happened. Jake Mahaffey has come up with that rare thing in this country, a dead straight genre film with no jokes, no winks at the camera, and one that rests mostly on the shoulders of one person. <laughs> the film is called Reunion, and the star, Emma Draper, joins us now. Hi, Emma, and congratulations. You were absolutely brilliant in this film. Oh, kia ora. Thank you. Now, is it as rare as I was saying, the idea of an intense, big acting job on film in this country? Yeah, I mean, I certainly, it was the first audition when I was sent the audition, the first script that felt like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, often you're doing these fun comedies, I think, in New Zealand we're really strong at those, mm. and they are really fun to do. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? But it was darker, more serious. And really, you, you're dictating the tone of the thing all the way through. I mean, it, that must have been very difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, I think certainly that's in the writing, and Jake has written a very nuanced layered script and he was very clear on the tone and the level um, that he wanted from me right from the beginning he had such a clear vision of what he wanted for this character but at the same time he gave me a lot of freedom and I really enjoyed that that he trusted me to let her live. Jake Mahaffey the writer-director is is keen not to give too yes. much away. But what can you tell us about, say, the opening of Reunion? Okay, what? the film is about a pregnant woman, the character that I play, Ellie, who returns to her family home. She's been left the home by her grandparents. Um, and she's come to pack up the home and finish her book. She arrives um, unexpectedly, finds her estranged mother, Ivy, there, played by Julia Ormond. At first, when the film starts, we think that it's um, this family drama. And then slowly, we see that this dysfunctional relationship between the mother and daughter heads into a more supernatural... Well, prior to that, of course, there are secrets and lies where yes. clearly there is stuff being hidden and there are little flashbacks yes. and you keep thinking, what's that? What's going on yes. here? Yes, and, and she sees all these memories are alive in the house mm. and she sees that her dead sister, memories of her come up and she talks to her mother about these memories and Ivy keeps shutting her down and not wanting to go there and not wanting to open up these dark secrets. And we're given a little hint as well because of the book that Ellie is writing. What is the book about? The book is about magical thinking in medieval times. So you can't say you weren't warned as well. No, no, yeah, and she does, she does lay that out at the beginning as well. You mentioned that, um, that uh, Jake shows you the script. I mean, how mm. long ago was that? That was a while ago, it wasn't it? It was. It was a while ago because, I mean, we shot the film nearly two years ago. Before that, I think it had been over a year, actually, that I auditioned for the film. And I didn't get the full script at first. Often you just get sent a few scenes and you get mm. sent. But he did send a very detailed synopsis and character description. Well, you mentioned Julia Ormond, and, yes. and what was that like, uh, working with her? She's an extremely experienced actor. I was so excited when I found out that she was cast. I found out later on, closer to when we were filming, because I am a huge fan of hers. My sister and I used to watch Sabrina over and over again when we were kids. <laughs> so um, I was really excited to be working with someone that I admired so much, um, but she was so warm and kind and just such a generous actor to work with. Did you have to work individually with her on the the, the mother-daughter thing, or, or was that just something where you trusted in the script? Unfortunately, due to 
other commitments, Julia couldn't didn't arrive until the day before we started shooting. We had, I think, an afternoon together, but I think we had a rapport straight away. Mm. She is just so open, and I think that we found our way um, as we went along. But with an actor with that much experience, she just sort of went straight into it. Her ability to get into text and find the layers, I mean, just watching her taught me so much. What was Jake like to work with? He has a sort of a need-to-know sort of attitude in a sense to some of the stuff that he's giving you. I mean, for example, the last... He calls it the last act, Mm. which is very different, and you get the idea that it's all in his head rather than on Mm. the script. Well, when we were preparing, he was very... Um, available to me for any questions that I had. Um, we had a lot of conversations, but I could really feel that he he is a bit of a genius and he had this creative vision and I focus mainly on the character. Um, and you feel this often, I think, when you're working, that your job as the actor is to really hold the character and the integrity of the character. And Jake did have such a clear vision of the story and visually how it looked and how it felt. So um, I just had to trust that the direction that it's going in, he was taking care of that. How much did he give you at the end? Because the end is so Uh, filmic. And actually, that was a really interesting state um, that, I mean, I don't want to give it away too much. No, no, of course. But um, in terms of Ellie's emotional journey, that state of being um, that she finds, Jake and I did work on that quite a bit and we weren't finding it. He was, I think, struggling to describe to me what he needed and I was struggling to read it off the page. But he, I could tell, had a very clear um, vision in his head for how it felt. Um, But sometimes that translation between actor and director, that takes a little bit of work. But basically, the day before we started shooting that sequence... He said to me, how are you feeling about it? You know, he just gave me so much trust. And um, how are you feeling about it? I went, yeah, yeah, good, good. And I, you know, actually I was thinking, God, I don't know. I don't know if I've got this thing. And I talked to Colin Holloway a few hours before we started shooting the sequence. And I said, I don't know if I've got this, this emotional part of her, you know, the climax. I don't know what it is. Colin was so great. He's such an intuitive actor. And he just said, you need to just go off for a couple of hours, listen to some music and stop thinking so much. That's a very Cohen Holloway of, yeah. way of dealing with it, but also a very uh, an accurate one. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Jake is that he is quite a recent Kiwi, yes. which means that he has a totally different attitude mm. to this sort of supernatural genre. Yeah. He's dead straight about it, and most mm. New Zealanders don't do that. Most New Zealanders sort of, it's all very tongue-in-cheek and spoofy and stuff like that. There's nothing spoofy about this film at all. It's dead straight. It's astonishing. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly, I think, elements of comedy that come between the mother and the daughter. Yeah. But that's more recognition. I think we all sit there going, oh, my God, you Mm. know, families do talk to each other like this sometimes. But, yeah, I think he does have this particular flavour, which is quite unique in New Zealand because of where he's from and because of his taste in films. And Mm. when I saw Free Indeed which is a beautiful film. Yeah, no, that's lovely. That was the first thing that he brought to New Zealand yes. in a way, wasn't it? Yes, which was produced by Georgina Conda, I believe, as well, who, mm. who was one of the producers on Reunion. He doesn't shy away from whatever topic he's exploring. He goes very deep. He's a very brave filmmaker. And, um, yeah, he's, he, he definitely has a particular flavour. Emma Draper, star of the New Zealand supernatural thriller Reunion, directed by Jake Mahaffey. Reunion is currently showing at most good cinemas around the country. Well, that brings this show to a close. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.